right, Dumpster Divas, we are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister Kicks. Hi. Hi. How we doing? We doing this spider near me. <laughs> We're doing great, I guess. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You had a traumatic trip home. Okay, there's something gorgeous about living in New York City, and there's something that Sometimes it is the opposite of gorgeous. And when things go bad, they just continue to go wrong. Yeah, I always say New York City's horoscope is the MTA. Like, you'll know, like, what your day is going to be like upon entry. Like, when you, like, it mm-hmm. literally is like, hello, good morning, good evening. Your your day is going to look like X, Y, and Z. Like, if you're stalled, like, you're fucked. Like, all, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to like harp on it too much, but I'm gonna harp. So I accidentally paid for two people to go through the um, turnstile, which besides the point hurts my soul. How that even happened, how that was able to happen. I thought you were saying you paid for, like you did it. Like you were like, you were like, oh, I'll pay for you to go through. No, I will do that when I exit because they have an unlimited, but I'm not going to pay for people to come in when your girl needs to get on the train. Yeah, I get I see um, that now. There was just a lot of commotion. And then I went to go buy a single ride. Single ride said just used, which is like Wait, that I don't doesn't know how that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Don't you, get it. You bought like the disposable card. Yeah. That is so weird. So then I had to ask a cop who wasn't wearing a mask and was objectively good looking and i'm like oh okay that's why you're not wearing a mask because you look hot i get it okay and then he's I, like i tip my hat he's like this is happening to a lot of people today like okay well then guess then investigate it like yeah then the, so get this, me the fuck to the, the train. city probably made a thousand dollars today on fall on tea. kicks no, trying to get people through the turn true stuff. that but also they probably made a thousand i mean when you see the trash shit that we deal with just getting from point a to point b in the city and then you remember how much taxes are taken out of our new york city paychecks i can't it makes me want to like hulk and how this unmasked like, police officer just gets endless swipes who probably has a fake vaccination card <laughs> Um, and then I missed my train by like a whole two seconds. And then I got, it took me 20 minutes to go um, two miles. Cheers. So here's the thing. I'm here. I'm queer. I am excited to talk Bravo and probably not Bravo. Well, no, we're definitely going to talk American Sex Top Model with our guests today. We, we're, we'll mm-hmm. we'll touch on, we're only going to chat uh, Houses of New Jersey today because that is what we asked our guests to watch because they don't watch bravo but we wanted to hear their their hot takes about a show that they know nothing about which sometimes to me is more fun it's so fun (laughs) something that i've been binging though like in this week's time is i've returned to form like i've been i was consuming so much scripted television i was watching all of the dramas i don't know what happened in the past week but i've returned to the lowest of lows i've binged all the new episodes of love is blind I have seen almost two seasons of The Real Housewives of Melbourne (laughs) (laughs) with Jaina and Chaka. Baby, you're back. (laughs) Mama, it's just like riding a bike. You know, you just got to get back on. New Year, new you, honey. (laughs) New Year, same you. (laughs) I am so, I literally, like, sober me will just be watching Housewives of Melbourne and I will just sit and say out loud, Jaina, Jaina, Chaka. Okay. (laughs) 
we haven't talked about this, but unintentionally you brought up something that has been in my mind all week. What? And Julia Fox interview on Call Her Daddy is going viral. <laughs> the uncut jam. Uncut jams. The uncut jams. <laughs> so for uncut those that, for those, that... I can't stop saying it out loud. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> she she says like she's ref- so for those who don't know Julia Fox and Kanye broke up right and then also Julia Fox was in Uncut Gems. But... Okay, so let me so um, Alexandra, I don't know if she goes with oh, okay. Call her daddy host. Ask Julia Fox if ye is if she is ye's muse right now, and she goes, "Well, I'm not really sure. You know, I was Josh Safdie's muse in Uncut Doms, so you know what I mean." Although, what I'll give her. What does she that was... mean? I actually don't know what she means. I thought she was good in Uncut Doms. Uncut Doms. I had to look her up because I don't remember her in it. So she plays. Alpha Buzz, the the mistress of Alphaba, and like, oh, I she, thought you were about to say Alphaba's daughter. And no, I was like, that doesn't fit. Alphaba and Adam Sandler, famously and Dina Menzel, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adam Sandler cheats on Alphaba with Julia Fox with Uncle Tom. <laughs> Uncle Tom. <laughs> I think that's the first and last thing she ever did. <laughs> Un- I mean, Uncle Tom. <laughs> I, I truly all day, I'm like walking around my apartment this morning going, Uncut Doms. No, that's literally been me going, China. <laughs> so there's a woman's name, there's a woman whose name is Gina, Gina, and then Chica. C-H-Y-K-A. I keep walking around going, China, Chica. I'm not laughing at that. Gamble. I wish you could, y'all could see Tom set us talk because he, no, I'm actually China, <laughs> Chica, Gamble. Somehow you sound like um you're like in the Hogwarts house as well. <laughs> Probably my Australian accent is terrible. I can't do Australian. Okay, but I just have to plug Real Houses of Melbourne, a show that came out in 20, 2014 because. <laughs> There is a woman on said show. <laughs> Her name is <laughs> Well, there's Janet and then who is the psychic? No, you can't say their names in American accent. That's just not Janet. Fair. Janet. Okay. Okay. And then the one that I'm forgetting her name is the one that I'm talking about. But there's a woman who is like the new girl in town. Like you know how on Selling Sunset, how Chriselle like sh- on ep- season one, episode Shook one shows yeah. up, and they're like, "Who's this?" And it's like, "It's <gasps> me, Gina." And <laughs> so Chriselle is there. So she's like the Chriselle. So she like the the show is kind of centered around her. She's the new girl in Melbourne, and she her claim to fame is that she's a psychic. And at first you're like, what a weird, I was like, wait, why have we never had a house that's a psychic? And then you, (laughs) you realize the benefit of having a housewife that's a psychic is that (laughs) she can see what's going to happen to all these women. And so her first scene, she sits down at a dinner with all of the women and she's like, Gina, your husband's (laughs) chatting on you. I just went cockney, but (laughs) she's like, she, she literally is like your, your partner has been sleeping with people. And Gina's like, well, I don't believe you that. Gina. Gina's like, well, I don't believe that. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was. I'm getting better. The next episode, Gina, she goes. <laughs> she so her 
her partner lives in New York City, and okay. th- this show That's takes a, place that long distance. I know. Relationship. I know. So she lives in Melbourne, and he he's in New York City. After this woman tells Gina that her husband has been her partner, not husband, excuse me, mm-hmm. has been cheating on her, flies to New York the next morning and breaks up with him, and then comes back. That's a forty-eight hour trip. More. And I'm not being. I'm not over. Oh, you mean one leg? Or both legs? No, both legs, I'm saying. Yeah, maybe more. Well, Don't you think it's like 36 a- each way? No, well, no, it's that's 14 long. from LA. And then LA to New York. Yeah, so is 20, what, six? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so probably about 24 hours each way. Um, yeah, so. I know my flight time, so honey. So, <laughs> Gina and said man are no longer together and of course i immediately wanted it to be harry dubin who she flew to new york to break up with <laughs> oh god that would be amazing um so, harry nope <laughs> no I, i'm not even gonna, i don't know how they'd say harry you know we're not gonna work out our accent work here on on the pod it's not, not something we're gonna do but what we are going to do is get into uh our app with the hilarious jw crump he is one third of the pod Leadum podcast that is uh an ANTM podcast for all my American Sex Up Model fans out there. And we'll be back with him in just one second. Okay, and we are back. Uh, and today to jump into all things Bravo and reality television in general, we have J.W. Crump. J.W. is one third of the Pod Leadum podcast. And uh, you can follow him at J.W. underscore Crump. He is a host, comedian, writer, and game show extraordinaire. J.W., Welcome. Thank you both for having me. I'm so excited. It's so nice to be a guest on a podcast mm. you already listened to. <laughs> because <laughs> because I don't have to go through the the emotional labor of getting invited <laughs> on a podcast listening to two, two and a half episodes <laughs> so that I feel like I'm sure. engaged before I get on the show. Right. Do you think that that is like, do you think that's courtesy? Like, do you think you should listen? How many do you think you should listen to when going on to someone's podcast? Because I've gone on blind before, I have to say. (laughs) I've gone, the reason I don't go in unaware anymore is I've been fully bamboozled by what the title led me to believe the show was about. (laughs) And then I ended up having to give real hard political opinions about queer stuff. And I was like, was not ready. Well, today, I'm glad you said that because we are talking about the act Great. of dumpster diving. Yes. And we're changing, we're changing it up. Wonderful. That's good. I hope you're ready. I mean, I do have political <laughs> opinions about Jackie, so. <laughs> Great. I can't wait to hear everything you have to say about Jackie. Great. I also have to just, I love the title of Podly of Podleedum because it is such a niche reference because I don't know that everyone got to that season of American Sex Top Model, but just so everyone knows, in the All Stars <laughs> season of American Sex Top Model, they have to sing a song that Tyra wrote called Podleedum that's Top Model backwards. And what's funny is Podleedum is not Top Model backwards. What actually backwards would it's be not. is Leedum Pot. Like she's reversing each word. Like <laughs> it's essentially she's saying that model. Yeah, top. Mo- the, the show in her. Are you a model top, honey? Because this is the yeah. right place to be. honey. Maybe you are a model top, but <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. It's such a good podcast for those who are already in the know because I feel like it immediately uh, cred that just calling your podcast 
you know, I don't know, top model podcast or I don't want to call anyone else specifically because I was about to fully call out two of them. And I was like, there's no reason to. There's no reason to. We're the highest rated. So they're not our competition. <laughs> oh, hear that? <laughs> and they're they're model tops. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, it's it's such a genius title. I just want you to tell everyone how you got it started because I wanted everyone to listen listen to that too. Oh, absolutely. So my co-host Alexander and Hannah Jane are, are both comedians as well. And every time the three of us got together, inevitably we would start talking, theorizing, discussing heatly de- hot debates on Top Model, and eventually, I don't know which one of us. It was, so I'll just take credit for it. I just, I said, well, we should just record this. And Alexander had such a passion for like, he's the producer, right? So he's the producer, editor, and already had some equipment because this podcasting something he wanted to do. And so we started doing it and we've been so lucky. So we started all the way back, cycle one, episode one. It's a recap, right? And we're hoping mm-hmm. for no new seasons because I don't want to have to do that thing where we're recapping current and old. Oosh, I don't, I hate it when podcasts have to do that. And it's just been, we've been really well received. And then we ended up doing this one bonus episode on Mr. J. Manuel's book, that like mm-hmm. novel. Romana yeah, the like, right. Novella, He's like, it's guess, nothing yeah. about Tyra. Oh no, it's Keisha Cash. That's the <laughs> character's name, Keisha Cash. <laughs> right. It's like I, I can't. It's literally like a drag name for, for Tyra, Tyra Banks. Banks. Right. <laughs> but we did that, and because that was kind of current and popular, and people wanted to know the book but did not want to make that purchase themselves, that episode got sent around like Reddit a lot, mm-hmm. and that like. It's kind of incredible when something like that triples your listenership overnight. Yeah, you know? that's so cool. And it's amazing. Yeah, so we're very glad. We're, I'm very glad Mr. J wrote the book because it positively changed my life. <laughs> now, did Mr. Jason is cease and desist? Oh, no. If anything, we probably caused people to purchase the book. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Honestly, you're probably Yeah, because that yeah. was, this is, a, I have the physical book. I, it's too far away for me to get up and show it to you. But this is one of those that like, this is self-published. <laughs> this is a, this is a Kindle direct printing thing. I'm not knocking those. I have plenty of friends who've done that, but like, let's not act like this was a book deal. <laughs> yeah. What's when what's interesting about him doing that was like he could have just if he if he went to like a book agency like a agency and was like I want to write a book about America's Next Top Model like about the show. I promise mm-hmm. he would have gotten multiple offers for six figures, like easy, like to just like, oh, please go ahead. But, and I don't know if he's under some sort of gag order by Tyra Banks, but like, I mean, well, that would have been the smarter move but than write a vague novel. I don't know if either of you all have listened to any of the interviews from Oliver Twixt, who is someone mm-hmm. who's been going through, um, they're on YouTube and Oliver Twixt is basically finding all the old top model alumni and getting them to do, in my opinion, a little longer than they need to be like hour plus interviews with them. (laughs) But like people on top model are ready to spill. I don't know what is something about the pandemic and them coming back on Hulu and prime Mm -hmm. and being so readily available, which again, helped our podcast, but also like, (laughs) The the NDAs must be done. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Be. Because I I think there was we 
some background. We talked about Top Model on our Patreon season four. Yeah, four. I yes, listened to a couple. Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for subscribing. Yeah. Um, we so when going back, it's like oof with a capital O, right? <laughs> because it's so troubling. Probably that's got Milk's race switching cycle, right? Yes, which yeah. we did cover. Yeah, reluctantly. Oh, we had to as well, and mmm. Mm, disclaimers abound during that episode of like yeah. we have to talk about this wow. <laughs> but it was crazy to revisit so bad and we like watched it live and like as two white children like there wasn't like that level of like oh this is bad like because it was we were so young we like grew up in a white household white family there was no connection to be like no, we, they should not be doing this. And then obviously, I think that's kind of why Twitter and like in quarantine things like popped off is because people were re-watching old seasons and being like, these XYZ photo shoots were fucking horrible. Yeah. And just like, like calling Tyra out on Twitter, she had to issue an apology and all that. And yeah, watching it back, we've definitely, I've learned a lot since I was a child. Tyra Banks so. is uncancelable though, because Tyra Banks put all of her crazy out front and center early. And so like this, she, when she apologized, part of me was like, you should apologize. But also at the same time, I kind of want Tyra to be like, where were you then? <laughs> you didn't mind it yeah. when I did it in 2004 or whatever. Like it's, it's kind of funny. Right. I will she, say that she it, also, it makes oh, me happy what you're saying kicks about like not noticing again, very white household myself for this episode in particular and like not noticing it then and noticing it now, it feels me very selfishly with a little bit of joy that I now understand not only that something's wrong, but why it's wrong mm -hmm. and i do wonder if there's some people who watch those episodes and just feel nothing different <laughs> and i just i'm sure there are and i'm just I'm like sure i'm are. just like how because we're we were dumb baby children yes. i get us not getting it back in the day because i mean i think you're both younger than me but not so much so that we were in fully different generations so we didn't no, I think we, we didn't know i was in elementary school yeah. you know yeah 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 yeah, I. Yeah. But then also to your point before about like you should have caught me years ago doing all this craziness about Tyra. She won a fucking Emmy for her show, for her talk show. She won a daytime Emmy for a talk show where she was like doing even crazier shit. I'm like, we've been we've been awarding her for being cuckoo bananas forever. So it's like this is our is fault. We created it is our Tyra. Fault. We're like, oh, we like told you. Keep going more and more and more. I mean, after yeah, like, she did a, a full-on blackface photo shoot, we gave her a daytime television talk show. <laughs> and then she, when she did it again in Cycle 13. She does it again, I know. Yeah, she did it again. Uh, people are like, I can't believe she did it again. And to your point, Tom, I can because <laughs> I we can. didn't call out anything. <laughs> no. And uh, well, there's one funny th a clip that yeah, I think is less popular because I think we've all seen the big popular Tyra show clips, right? Mm -hmm. There is the rabies. There is oh rabies, Vaseline, fat Vaseline. suit, all the ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. there is one that I had never seen before. That God bless the YouTube algorithm served to me in a minute long chunk where it was her gay versus straight, and I say versus for a reason. <laughs> and 
she dressed the straight people in red with a shirt that said straight the gay people in blue which honestly i can't believe she held back from pink and put <laughs> yep. put gay and then you walk down and she's like let me hear from the gays and they clap and like let me hear from the straights and they clap which was a weird moment and then there is a row of five people with a question mark shirt and she says and some others <gasps> And it's like, I'm like, I wait, guarantee you, you we guess? had the word bisexual by then. <laughs> like we. Wait, 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 wait. But was the point to like guess if they were either by their voices or their body? Or was it like a just they don't know? Like, they were it? just people who came into that show as an audience <laughs> member and didn't identify as one or six on the Kinsey scale, apparently. Oh my god! And it was my favorite, just her being like other, (laughs) like so, like she's accepting of it, but also has no language to describe it. It was so fucking funny. Is like a like caricature or like a drag persona of herself, like truly constantly. It's like you can't make this shit up. Like even if you tried, like I don't. no it feels like a it truly feels like a 30 rock episode like it feels like a talk show they would like pan to on 30 rock to be like oh so-and-so's doing like it just doesn't none of none none of it feels real like it yeah she's the vast i mean you the whole thing you could list a a whole slew of things that like would be perfect 30 that's your next episode yes once you once you go through all the seasons of um top model i think you have to dive you do some special eps on the tire show Oh, that would be fun. We did we did also her first episode on Dancing with the Stars as the host, which from start <laughs> to finish a train wreck. She's she's universally she's, hated, I hear on that. She's she's perfect for it. She's I'm sorry, she's, she's perfect. perfect. For it. I agree a hundred percent. If you have to get what, rid of Tom um Bergeron? Yes, Bergeron. Sure. Yeah, that is the name of a person. <laughs> whether or not he has anybody and I would have said, Yeah. No, that's him. I I know I know my hosts. <laughs> <laughs> it is Tom Bergeron. Wait, oh, wait, but, oh, man. But, but I do have a couple more ANTM questions because I know you're an expert. So I want everyone here in 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 the call in the in the pod to give us the best and worst of each of the things that I'm going to reference here. Okay, like our favorite okay. and then our least favorite. Okay, what is your who is your favorite winner and your least favorite winner? I'll go first. Okay, go kicks. Because I'm ready. <laughs> favorite winner. I think is Danielle. That's that's mine. That's as a well. good one. A really solid pick. I think my least favorite winner is Lisa. Also, <laughs> oh, good one. Well, I kind of like interesting Lisa a bit. pick though. Interesting pick though. No, she did. She did win. Oh well, right. She didn't. She won, quote unquote, because the uh, the Angelique. original winner like broke her NDA, and so they had to pick a new one. Oh, it's so much more dramatic than that. Uh, we won't go into oh, yeah. it, but it I was mean, like yeah. simple, yeah, Ooh. simple story. Um, Wait, that's wasn't an there interesting sex work one. I never in that? even the, what'd you say? Wasn't there like a sex work scandal involved in that? Yeah, I think that I, yeah. I we haven't gotten to that cycle yet, so we haven't like d- dived deep into it. But the what I remember of it is that she worked as an escort. I think was her word and. The rumor is that it was also for someone who was on production or something, but essentially it was that they decided way late in the game to shame sex workers and that could not represent top model. And that information just came to light at the finale. And the whole thing seemed 
like for some other reason they didn't want her to win and found a reason basically i don't know that whole thing is so messy That's and so crazy. so weirdly edited in the episode too they do a, they, yeah it's bad it's very clunky but even in it that's an it's i think that's a very classic best winner i think that's an i never hear people say lisa is their least favorite though so that's fascinating to me i just can't stand her. it's a fair like, point and she's also she's like her also in her defense she's also front of mind because she comes on my tiktok algorithm Constantly. Really? Constantly. Yes. Oh, she is vocal on social. <laughs> About what? Yeah. Just like life or ATM. Like... Oh, ATM. Oh wow. I and how, yeah, like, I'm not on I'm not much on TikTok. Damage they've done to her like mental health. Yeah, she's still thinking I just about shit it on her i just <laughs> you're like she sucks and she's mentally unwell <laughs> <laughs> um i think my favorite is probably gonna have to be petite cycle nicole okay interesting Ooh, i always liked her i mean it's hard because there was a part of me that disliked that she beat laura but if you watch we just finished that cycle so it's a little top of mind for me as well and she was just such a good model and i love that she was such a good model in the cycle that was almost made for people who they really didn't think could model <laughs> and the fact that she had such a great career right afterwards just it almost despite the show proved mm -hmm. that there's a market for shorter models so oh so mm -hmm. she did have a good career i don't i don't know of, of her she like, quitted career. eventually but right afterwards she got a lot of campaigns a lot of beautiful photos i think steve madden was one of her biggest contracts so like oh, wow. she, she worked for brand brands um and usually the people that go on to have bigger success aren't really the winners um right i would say eve is a close second i like eve the mm -hmm. diva yeah, um the and then i think lee's favorite i'll probably <sighs> unpopular opinion um but i've said it on the podcast so much that i have to stick by it i just don't like Ioana. really i mean i was gonna say that's probably tom's favorite no my favorite is danny my least favorite is season uh four cycle four or five cycle five nicole you know what she's a she'd probably be my second least favorite because Nick should have won. It doesn't make any. I I will yeah. a platform I'm running on in the year 2024 is Nick should have won yeah. Cycle Five of America's Except Model. It makes right. it makes zero sense. Like I think no, of I lay in bed right. and I look at the ceiling and I I wish I had the photo of her as in the Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci like um, uh, drawing of the man. Like I like that photo shoot is insane. Yeah, I think my thing with Nicole is that. I remember during that, and I would have loved Nick to have won. I agree with that 100%. Nicole took one bad picture the entire time, but was such a good model. It was the most frustrating thing about Nicole because she yeah. didn't come across like a great personality at all. But she, oh, she just, sucked. if I looked at portfolio only, I might have even still made her my winner. Joanna, I just always felt like was so overrated. And if you rewatch that cycle yeah. and don't pay attention to the shandy of it all and like all these other like plot lines That's, she's a jerk and she's so a jerk good, to my favorite cycle two camille who i so good loved and like she is that's another one of those things that in the moment they gaslit us into being like camille's the villain camille's awful what a diva what an what an asshole <laughs> you rewatch that cycle and you're like camille's an adult in a house full of 
children. <laughs> what, okay, the oh, only thing that's iconic to me about um, Yolanda. 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 excuse me, is the um, helmet image. Mm-hmm. I think about it. Talk about thinking about things I agree. often. That's... I think about that image often because it's by far incredible. Yeah. And I'll give that but to her. It's like one literally... of the best pictures of all time, for sure. It won her the show. It won her the show, for yeah. sure. Completely. Yeah, that you're, that was it. Um, a, a couple more. What is your favorite makeover and your least favorite makeover? <gasps> oh, that's like one of our favorite things to talk about. I think that um, one of my favorite makeovers was probably... Ooh. I really liked when... Um, cycle for tiffany got the long hair like right afterwards yes i think that was such a good makeover i was such a tiffany uh, fan and i will say that there is just also a lot of folks who got that particular makeover and they usually chose it for the right folks so i think that that's Mm -hmm. also just a good makeover maybe Mm -hmm. the worst one (laughs) (laughs) i know it's gonna go to a weave on a white girl so which one's it gonna be (laughs) There, it's well, it's one of the ones that like got messed up essentially, but and we're gonna get to it so soon. We're not there to this cycle, but when they gave Molly in cycle sixteen <laughs> that blonde wig that was sewn starting halfway down her hairline into her hair, and it was also just blonde on blonde, like she didn't need it, and it was like Rapunzel. Like, it looks like a Rapunzel wig. Like, you buy a party I don't remember how they pitched it, but I'm sure it was like, you need more hair, but we're going to keep it the same color. And it's like, okay. I think it was like a Lady Godiva sort of like, (gasps) I think that's what it was. Because, like, that's the image of, like, Lady Godiva, like, naked with the hair just, like, like all the way down to her kneecaps, right? And, like, but... But because it didn't work, Molly was just, like, sitting. She sits, like, hunched over in the interview chair because she can't, like, sit up straight because her neck hurts so bad. It, yeah, that's a, that's that's an awful And they one. made the wrong choice to give it to Molly, who did not care about calling out the show. <laughs> Instantly, like, <laughs> this sucks. I yeah, hate like, this. <laughs> I think, okay, who's the woman that gets the really bad... Um, so in extensions that gives her like a rash and they have to take it out. Oh, um, Brittany, redheaded Brittany. Red. I was just redheaded yeah. Brittany. Yes. Cycle eight. Yeah. We're, That's yeah. my least favorite to be honest, to be like totally clear. I do think because Tiffany is one of my favorite contestants right. ever. I also think she should have won. I think her makeover is incredible. You can actually see that it gives her like a new, energy like she carries herself differently because now she has like this incredible fucking hair <laughs> like yeah i think yeah, I, uh, tom what about you oh Oops, i was gonna sorry. say my my least favorite now i was gonna say redhead redheaded britney because once again white girl with a weave is always bad it's never it's i don't think it's ever been successful on on tm every time they try and do that it just doesn't work my underneath that i think i would say and this is gonna be controversial because this person ends up winning but I hate the bowl cut on, is it Saisha or Salisha? Salisha. One of those. Salisha. Salisha. Oh, I thought Un- you were about to say McKay. Oh, I kind of like that because she's, she's weird. She's a kooky girl. <laughs> she's a kooky girl. It kind of like fits her kooky girl personality. But like, uh, Salisha is like absolutely stunning and could have rocked any haircut. And why on earth it, they decided to just like put 
a bowl, a like bowl. a bowl cut on her. It makes me want to shake my neck back and forth. <laughs> when we did that episode, I remember saying that she was one of the people that didn't need a makeover. She came in with hair that already really worked for her. And what's great, I will say, we don't praise Celicia a lot on the show. She's one of, I think, a lot of people's least favorites for a couple of reasons. But when she she does this little reunion thing that we covered on the Tyra show, the Fiercy Awards, where it was like a faux reunion. Yes. And she hated that hair and was ready to still tell the show live to camera that she hated it and it was a mistake. And I was like, you know what? Good. <laughs> Good for yeah, you to be like, lover. this wasn't my fault. Stop hating me for this haircut I could not control. What a weird choice. Yeah. D- period. <laughs> like <laughs> really weird. Well, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to get some fun takes on on some of these ladies. I admit now I'm I might go watch America's Next Top Model before yeah, um, I go to sleep. It's I, just it's, I have I a great know. podcast for you to listen to if you pick any yeah, cycle will, one through fourteen. <laughs> no, I'm I know I'm gonna listen to it while I fall asleep tonight thinking about Celicia's bowl cut. <laughs> I'm an idiot. We didn't ask. We didn't ask you about your journey through television. I know. Television. I was about to interrupt you. <laughs> I was about to interrupt you to say we always ask our guests a question that we usually ask at the top of the episode, but um, here we are. Well, let's let's do that real quick. We'll we'll get into Jersey one second. Okay. So we do we we do like to ask our guests about their journey through reality TV. Now we just talked about America's America's Next Top Model forever, so that doesn't have to be your answer. But where did you fall in love with reality television? I actually looked this up because I wanted to. I wanted a specific answer and not just a like one of the general shows I remembered watching because and mm-hmm. the one that I think was the first one I watched and like really got into was Road Rules Campus Crawl. Okay, oh Campus what the Crawl. Fuck is that? Because it, it was a season of Road <laughs> Rules where they just went around to different colleges. So every location Fun. was a college around America. And it has a lot of iconic people. It's got Rachel and Kendall and Shane. And so it also Kendall, had like two yes. queer people on it. Like a great cast. It was the first season they did that if you lose too many, someone gets switched. But they also only, it only happened once, which is the right amount of times for it to happen so that it doesn't become like, it's dramatic the one time it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, I was at the right age because it was my junior or senior year of high school. So college was in the sights it was everything i was like this is what college is this is what i love i love the competitive aspect of it mixed with the drama of it and road rules was a the show for me for such a long time and of course real world like spliced in and out and that married into the challenge which i still watch to this day um but that like universe definitely started with road rules and i feel like people never talk about road rules even though a lot of people Mm -hmm. watched it because they just talk about the real world but i wanted Mm -hmm. people doing stuff and as someone who grew up and didn't travel a lot to me that was like it was like before the amazing race in my head it was like that's how you got to see different places you know also i'm sure that like with the college aspect of it all you're like i can't wait to do that and while that is literally nothing like college, that's also, I feel like at that age too, you're probably like, what a great way to see the world, whether it's like the US or whether it's amazing race where you get to travel. I'm like, in my mind, I feel like watching competition reality TV, it's like, what a fun way to go to New York City for free. And like that, not like what a fun way to like 
get judged on <laughs> national TV. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, that's the appeal of something like The Amazing Race is like, yeah, you want to win, but you also just, if you last long enough, you get to see so many different countries. I mean, under the most stressful mm-hmm. situation possible and mostly in taxi cabs, but still. <laughs> yeah, I, feel I like, haven't been to I Sweden. Like, <laughs> sure, right. I feel like the, the contestants would tell us, like, you think that that's why we all go into it. And then on the other side of it, you like don't take in the atmosphere because you're like, but puzzles. <laughs> and you like stop talking to your close relative because of it. Right. <laughs> also, then I got deep into Flavor of Love and that whole universe. I'm so I mean, good. I mean, I love New York, Daisy of Love, Rock of Love. Me and a roommate mm-hmm. would wake up hungover on Sunday mornings and watch Rock of Love bus. I remember very specifically that was the <gasps> Thank season. You so so it's some of Tom's that is TV. one of my favorite seasons of reality television of all time because you can see what was happening with like I return to it. I watch it maybe once a year, honestly. Like, <laughs> like it's on Hulu. It's there. Like it. It's so genius because VH1 was like, you know, we get tired of throwing money at these shows, but we know people will watch it. So like, let's just like throw them on a bus. Yeah. Like, and they go and his tour because for those that don't know the bus, like it's like Brett is on tour, and so they just like go with him on his tour. And, and just they, stay in hotels, like normal ass hotels. N- normal, uh, like normal. normal. Yeah, capital N normal. Maybe lower three than normal. Two to three stars. Yeah. Oh yeah, they go to this one place where they stay at this motel where every room is like a theme, aka like and also like you would pay by the yes. dollar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's like a mermaid room and like a spaceship room. I mean, it's wild and. The show, that was, like, 2009. Like, kind of on the back end of, like, that era of reality television. And so, like, they probably could have done something nicer. But I just love that they just threw them on little tour buses and had to go around. I mean, it's it's amazing. Also, bring back the, the trope of reality television of renaming the contestants. <laughs> I It's completely. so demeaning. It's, they would never do it now. I'll never. But it's so funny. I'll never, ever get over Flavor of Love Season 3. When this woman, this white, white woman walked in in a black dress and he named her black. And then for the rest of the show, this white woman was just referred to by everyone as just black. Her lower third said that. And I was like, we are even that was I was old enough at that point to be like, what are we doing <laughs> what are we saying you have i just i couldn't get over how many people that had to get past for that to happen and also her just forever like like her wikipedia page I, I just, says that still i'm sure yeah like probably being her first name it's just got that in quotation marks and the fact that the, and this was like in pro wrestling levels of racism and sexism because they called <laughs> those people if, if if you are asian american forget about it your name was going to be oyster that's just your name now it's oh red oyster because she only wore red but, but you forget so we... she was she he named her oyster and she added it to fix it oh yes well well it's something that we talked about when we covered the first season on our patreon was that we i we truly think that um flaves see like he he's earnest about it like when he's like you're black like he like he literally is so like he's like excited to 
call them black. Like, like he is so earnest about his feelings about these people. And like when he's like thing one and thing two, like I'm like, he literally is just like, <laughs> that's your that name. Like he's not, he doesn't get how funny it is. Like he's like, no, you're thing one and you're thing two. Like that's your name. Like I'm Flay. Like my name is Flavor Flay. <laughs> It, I forgot about think what and think two when they shared a clock around their neck for like half the season. They were just one person, and then one and of them then won. Two wins. <laughs> oh, what a what a what a show that like that's the kind of show that hasn't quote unquote aged well, but it hasn't aged poorly either because it was already bad when it started. <laughs> Yeah, it started problematic and it still is. Yeah. It is, but actually, I'll say the more problematic show was America's Six Up Model. I mean, like. Oh, trust the, me, yes. If you took out Pumpkin from season one of Flavor of Love, you it's really not problematic. Like, there's not really much going on. Pumpkin is just a monster. Tiffany, Tiffany says some things as well. So. Oh, I can't remember. I mean, yeah. Tiffany always was on the line. She was. She I think. Is, so. I think New. I think New York was our first real, true reality TV show villain, and yes, came in there with the plan to be a villain. In Star. Yeah, and we have just kept lifting her up. She got mm-hmm. her, her own show. I still follow her on Instagram. She has her own show currently. Yeah, I know. She just got her own reality TV show. No clue what it's about. No, it's. I know it. <sighs> I, I sadly know everything about it because it's essentially Slag Wars, which Slag Wars was hosted by the Cock Destroyers in the UK where they were mm. looking for like, it was like America's, America's Next Top Sex Worker. It was like a like sex personality star competition. And they did things like ANTM. The show was a flop. And I guess no one watched it. It was only four episodes long. And Tiffany essentially started her own version of it. And three of the cast members from Slag Wars are on this show. Huh. It's like, it's very weird, and they're, it's the same thing. It's like they're competing to be, like, a sex worker um, IG Persona. personality. Yeah. Is she... What's it on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Great. I think Slag Wars was literally just streaming on, like... Min, it was on their website. Min.com, <laughs> but there was, like, another, like... Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. Slag Wars, actually. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm I watched the whole thing, too. The The kind of unfortunate thing about slag wars was that every so often they would deep dip into like a real conversation especially about like queer sex work and other stuff and the show Mm -hmm. just wouldn't let it breathe long enough Mm -hmm. like they would start to have a real conversation about gender or queerness or anything i was like oh wow there might actually be something to that and then one of those cock destroyers would roll in and be like we're all gonna shove this pole you know where and they're like well (laughs) like don't care (laughs) bye bye we tried (laughs) Well, speaking of slags, let's get into the slags of New Jersey. Perfect oh. job, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I tried it. We had a great transition before, so I had to do it again. Um, JW, once again, never watched Jersey before. First or thoughts, take Bravo. it away. Or Bravo, take it away. Okay, so I have three very general thoughts okay, <laughs> slash great. questions. One, okay. I've never needed to learn so many names so quickly because this show will not stop throwing lower thirds at you. Mm-hmm. I did not need to know that the photographer's name was Kara. I didn't need that, but they <laughs> threw it at me while I was feverishly trying to figure out Teresa's $40. <laughs> um, sure. Still a lot. I, I still, I don't know their names and I've been watching this show from almost the start. Well, one of them was my favorite character of this one episode. Um, Melania. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was Gia. Melania. Was it? 
Oh, Gia, yeah. Gia. Gia. Oh, what an adult in a room full of dum-dums. <laughs> what a mature so, person. So just a little background on on Trey, on Teresa, and, and the girls. So when the show aired in 2005 or whatever, it, I mean, it's been on that long. Like 2000, maybe, no, maybe not five, maybe seven or something like that. Um, you're going to look it up. Um, so the girls, there was only two girls. It was Gia and Melania had just been born. Um, wow. And so the other two were born on the show. That is incredible is that not only, and I know she like, I have a feeling she like popped off and came back, but because I just remember she was like in jail. Well, wasn't she? so yeah. So, okay. So what happens? I thought what, you meant like for like, um, parental leave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, she was not like, unpaid. No, she went to jail. She was not on paid leave. Um, she, so what happens is, Gia, so it started in 2009 2009 great Teresa and her uh ex-husband Joe not to be confused with her brother Joe <laughs> um, who look identical it, by the way google it which is if you don't know. a sick thing that deep down I feel that she's deeply attracted to her brother but um that's a story for another day um so he the her ex-husband got her into all the legal trouble which is why she ended up going to jail over false documents that they had signed to get tax evasion that sort of stuff but essentially, the source of a lot of their family drama is that because of her ex-husband, and those are all his children, because of him, like, that took away so much time with her and her her and Joe's parents. Because mm. her parents both died, like, right around her, right around when she got out of jail. Out of jail. Oh, and, gotcha. And the big, like, family drama is, like, if Joe... Um, Joe Giudice, her ex-husband, had not, like, been such a crook and criminal and gotten, pulled her into his mess with with him, like, maybe mom and dad could have still been alive because it added so much stress on their family. So that's, like, the big, like, fight that they were having about family drama when they had that, like, sit down at the new boyfriend's <gasps> house. Louie was so an Louis. amazing addition to this cast. And I have only seen one episode and it contained Louie. And even <laughs> I could tell that this had big new character energy and how's this yeah. going to shake things up. He's insane. I insane. loved, I love that no one wanted to do this thing. And then at the end, they were all like, honestly, that was probably the most civilized conversation any of us have ever had. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, because you had a therapist helping you, essentially. <laughs> like, that's what this he's was. Sure, he's a therapist, but he's also like, so what happens is when I have a feeling, and my feeling feels like this, I talk about the feeling that feels like that, and then I share with my feelings with my friend who has a feeling. Like, like Joe was like, I kind of was with Joe Gorgo when he was listening. He was like, he's saying a lot of things, but I don't know that I know what he means. <laughs> Joe? That Joe. Yeah, was my least favorite person in the episode, and I don't know yeah, if he's, he's better in other episodes, but I was just like, no. "What a full monster from start to finish!" Like Melissa it, and they, Joe, I couldn't take for a moment. I well, you read the room correctly, so, so. because so that's interesting. Jackie that's, that's and actually, Evan, I loved. I just wanted the show to be Jackie and Evan's cute little relationship. They had a re. I mean, it was edited. In, butchered but like that dinner and then she started I actually know. talking like having a real talk about disordered eating and he was so nice just like gently holding her hand and like they both I feel like Evan's trapped though and has to talk to these other men and I feel bad for him 
because he clearly doesn't want to be friends with anyone but Tiki Barber. <laughs> and I just want to release Evan into... I want Evan and Jackie to leave the show for their own benefit. <laughs> I would watch them in a spinoff, just be happy. I I really do love them, and I think they have a great relationship. And shout big shout-out to Jackie, because she has spoken about her disordered eating on the show before. Oh, okay. But she's never been so, like, so open and honest about it. And when she said, like knowing she's on camera and she just says to her husband, she's like, you don't understand. Like I'm hungry every day. Like that's all that's. And it's pretty much all I ever think about. Like that, that is not something that we see on television very often. Like such Mm -hmm. candidness about a real problem that a lot of men and women deal with, you know, in the world. Like it's, it's, that was so wild and brave. I couldn't believe because it kind of, did you feel like it was like unexpected of it? I mean, I know that that's, that's, something that you know is about her but you didn't know that but even in the scene itself like you didn't think that things were going to start to happen it just kind of like happened naturally no it was like a real conversation between two adults who know each other very well and it does start and end and is bookended with keg party plans <laughs> yes yeah the keg party was a twist although i did <laughs> the not keg party that's like 10 of them it's like the only the friend group like god forbid they invite other yeah, that people. was a question i had for y'all so I had a feeling only watching this one episode that we get, by the way, I do love the bookend of getting the names of the people. That was very helpful when we went to a new person. I love that. Please. (laughs) I assume they do it on every show. Please keep doing that. I love the chapters. So I was like, okay, we're getting individual storylines, sometimes a little crossover, and then it culminates in big group get together. That would make sense in a lot of episodes to me. Do they never have other friends? Is that just not allowed? So they do, they, but but there's a mixture of COVID in this a bit too. I think oh. like sometimes the parties are bigger, and like this was filmed last summer, which in New Jersey last summer. I mean, I feel like everyone was having like big parties, but yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. It, through COVID filming, they've some of the parties have dwindled, and I think some of that comes from a like mandate from Bravo, and that was like an indoor space, yeah. so I could see them being like, you can't have non like vaccinated or non-tested right. people there or something like that so because when they small. do have it's that's really interesting you say that obviously it's filmed during covid we've all we're in covid so we we get that but it's it you bring up a point that i didn't really notice because when they have outdoor parties this season and even last season there's tons of people that um aren't on the show they're just there, like genuinely probably friends with people who are attending the party that are on the show but yeah that is interesting that of course if there's an indoor event they're going to be less people because bravo is probably trying to be like see see <laughs> yeah, right. well, we're doing it just didn't, right i don't know why they didn't have that party just at their house though because they they could have had food delivered in a keg like all they needed was a keg and like so i thought it was going to be in a backyard because Same. that's like yeah. in my head where you do a lot of keg parties if you don't have because I was like okay they don't want a keg party in the middle of their nice house but you got a backyard for that that's what you do so when it was just at some the top level of some hotel bar or whatever it was so So odd and also no one drank from the keg no one had beer none of those women are gonna drink beer they're like on strict like vodka tequila gin only like they don't drink clear liquor unless it's like a shot (laughs) jackie was drinking beer i'll give it to her she was she was drinking coronas yeah Mm. (laughs) oh i 
But JW, on your point about the men, like what's really fun about Jersey is that a lot of the male, not even, some of them aren't even their husbands, but they're all like very good friends, but except um, Jackie's husband. He's friends with them, but it's kind of like not as close as the others, I think. Tom, am I right or wrong? Uh, I think he is now. Like last season, last season he was close with all of them because he was, Jackie was upset when Therese, last season, Teresa started this huge rumor about Jackie, about Evan getting blowjobs at the gym, <laughs> to which I said, I wish I had given him a blowjob at a gym. Yeah, I was about to um, say, let the rumors be true. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, and Evan, Jackie was like upset because like Evan had become really good friends with all the guys and didn't want this to be like something that put them in the middle. I think they're all really good friends now. Yeah, I'll say this, think... that it does not come across in the episode. Every time he interacted with them, I noticed that he was conveniently further away, that he let them pick teams for beer pong. There was just a lot of, it was very much the vibe of someone who is like, I have to be friends with these folks. I will not be friends with them once this is concluded. But right now, this is a part of what my life is. Yeah. Because he is well, not being invited to a weird bar in the middle of the day. Like those other are to order tacos and a million drinks in one sitting. Also, he's right. he's not on like a comedy tour with them either. Oh, the, uh, I don't think he knows. I don't think JW are, knows like, this. JW's not on this. like a tour of Atlantic City wow. casinos. Like <laughs> the the house husbands had a show at the Borgata. Doing what? Like doing a comedy, comedy show. Unquote? Like a stand-up show. No, I'm sure they said the f word like six times. And like <laughs> not not the not fuck faggot. <laughs> not since JVN if I needed someone to not do stand-up comedy so much. <laughs> I um I would wow. say JVN is like a at this point it's a their show's more of like a a one person show variety show. <laughs> I just, I was the only person of my stand-up friends who was like, you know what? And because I think Anthony and JVN were doing it at the same time. And I was like, I would go to Anthony's yeah. like that. Because <laughs> he's not funny, but like, I But I bet Anthony cook. likes comedy and learned how to write a joke for his show. I see what you mean. Like, I, like JVN walks up and just freeforms it. Yeah. And they just and go. And does a back and they just, flip, which work for they them. Because I can't do one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love th- I love the gymnastics videos they post. That's yeah. the lane for me. <laughs> Let's do Stand a whole gymnastics lane. like hour set. Oh. I would die for that. Yeah, just put them in the Olympics. Just do it. <laughs> I feel like we're on trajectory for JVN to be a host on the Olympics in like t- the next Oh, I hope. Olympics. I honestly that's the kind of stuff I think they're like Jonathan Venness is the most ready for right yeah yeah i think the hosting is right like in in the wheelhouse yeah for point, sure you know i think this that's like kind topic, of what all of I them am, are honestly i'm excited for the netflix show has it come out it ha- getting yeah, curious out. yeah it's Great. been out yeah you should watch it if you're excited for it okay, cool i haven't watched it um tune into that they're not sponsoring this episode um wait so <laughs> i want to hear your thoughts 
on Jennifer Aiden. So Jen is the one with the botched nose job whose husband cheated on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went back and watched the theme song again. So I'd be like, what was everyone's names? Um, <laughs> Not the theme well, song. Not the theme song. <laughs> as, as anyone just like need those taglines, as I found a YouTube video that like shows the evolution of the taglines. And yeah, sure. there's, it's so fun. I just and ever whenever there's like a new person, I want to be like like there's twins for a season or something, mm, and I'm like, yes. what happened to Teresa Nicole or whatever their names were? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, what so happened? What was wait wait? So what's funny about the twins is one of their names is Teresa. Okay, it's it's Teresa, not to be confused with <laughs> Teresa. It's like it's like it's on not the an show. Accent. It's not an accent thing. No, her name, she's like, no, I'm not Teresa, I'm Teresa. Huh. <laughs> kind of like a thing one, thing two, if you will. <laughs> Teresa and Teresa. I guess that's a good way to differentiate yourself. in the Because I was like, <laughs> oh, there's too many Teresas in this opening credits sequence. Teresa, perfect. Well, there's perfect. like 10 Joes. There's yeah. literally 10,000 Everyone's Joes. Joe. Um, but, okay, so she was, only having seen this episode, she mm. was talked about and on the phone and it was almost for me as a new viewer a reveal when I finally saw what she looked like. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. Jackie has a mm. phone call, and like at that point, I'm like, "Wow, they're showing that for full first and last name on that phone. <laughs> Who is this person?" And then I realized <laughs> I it's one of the housewives. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I, in this again, only having watched this episode, really felt for her because it felt like no one at any point is ever telling her the truth. And that moment, at the, there was a perfect TV moment where villains and heroes switch a lot. Where at the end, <laughs> she says um, to Dolores, mm. hey, I, you know, Jackie said you didn't have my back. And Dolores goes on this whole thing about like, I'm equally friends with Marco, Margaret, Margaret, Mar- Margaret, yeah, Margaret and you and blah, blah, blah. And when Margaret walks up, she's like, no, you're better friends with me. And then she's like, well, but I mean, and then Jackie comes up is like, no, you're better friends with her. And and like Dolores is so clearly caught in a lie because she was ready for Margaret to like defend this. Right. And from the little I saw of Margaret, she's not ready to say anything but the truth at all times to an exhausting degree. And so I just love that like Dolores was called in this lie. And Jennifer was like, look, I'm just literally telling all trying to parse together all the lies that seemed to be swirling around me at all time. And then at that point, Jackie was just too drunk. Yeah, she was drunk. But in Dolores' defense, like, it's kind of weird to be, if someone says, you're better friends with Marge than me. Like, it's kind of weird to be like, yeah. Like, obviously, there's like, no one talks about this level, like, scales of friendship because that's fucking weird to be like, well, Marge is my first friend. Then it's Jackie. Then it's Teresa because we've known each other the longest. And it's just like, who cares about that stuff? I guess I know, it was. I feel like it was just like a big pot. Stir. I guess it just didn't read as weird to me because on a show like The Real Housewives, it would make sense to me if literally every episode was them discussing their friendship dynamics. Yeah, I, they're top eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to see power rankings. Like every episode of being like, so and so's first is this. Like, oh I would God. love to see that. Like dance moms, and there's just a reveal yes. who's at the oh, top yes, of the pyramid. The pyramid where they lift the thing. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Or who made Matt that week? <gasps> yeah, uh-huh. I would love to see who made Matt. 
I have had more friends text me, have you watched Cheer yet, than any other show, to the point that I feel like I should have been sponsored by it, because apparently it's got everything that checks my boxes. Have you not seen it? No. I oh. want it so bad. I didn't know there was a competitive Wait, atmosphere season? to it. There is. It's not like a. It's not like a competition reality show. But like, there is like an ultimate goal that some people get and some people don't. But to me, just based on our conversation, JW, I feel like that's what would draw you to the show. It's like competition reality TV. Oh yeah, I love a. I mostly watch something that has. If there's a competitive reality TV show showcasing a talent, I'll watch it. Doesn't matter what the talent is. Doesn't from the high highs of Top Chef to the low lows of um, that artist show that China Chow um, hosted for two seasons. Yes. Next uh, great uh, art. That's uh, unreal. What is it? No, no. What is it called? I know. I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Next the one on Bravo. Art. Yeah, absolutely. It's when they had top design. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Work I of art. It was called Work of Art. Work, Work of art, art. The next great That's artist. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's There's what it some was. good ones on Netflix. I'm really enjoying Blown Away. <gasps> <Yes>! <laughs> I thought you were going to say Blown, which definitely sounds like a porn site. You're like, I'm really enjoying Blown. But have you watched this no, at all, like Tom? No, Blown Away. I, I do want to watch it, the, the glass blowing. Yeah, Tom, I know what it is. I've not watched it. There's a level to it which you would love because it's so intense because at the very end, sometimes their glass breaks. I love fails. <laughs> I love when things break and people fall or they fail. And if like, you've that's my, that's ever my wanted something to be labeled glory hole, so <laughs> many times per episode said with... I would talk love about to glory like, holes? get a tally. Oh, yes. because it's one of the... It's the thing they put the glass in. <laughs> So there's Wait, just what every episode they say the word glory hole about 40 times. Yeah. And it's not a porn website. It's not on Pornhub. I'm sure you could Google porn version of blown away and 6 million yeah. things would pop up. But... It's hosted by a big brother alumni. It's like yeah. the weirdest thing. Which, which who, who? Nick Uhas. Nick Uhas. You would recognize. You would science muscles. <laughs> Oh, do- is that the doctor? <laughs> I meant to have more words in that sentence, and I stopped halfway through. But he's no. probably a doctor. I just remember that think- his whole deal was that he was tiny and a nerdy science guy, but r- twist, when he took off his shirt, he was hot. What a twist. What a- Wait, you did it, big brother. On- are you up to date on Celeb Big Celeb BB? I don't know if I've watched the most, most recent, but I'm up to... I'm currently in an episode where... Carson is head of household. Mm-hmm. The nominees have happened. Yes. But that eviction has not happened? No. The eviction has okay. not happened yet, nor the veto for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You're just one episode behind. Yeah. That was the last episode. There's a new episode tonight. But I have to say, loving this season of Celeb BB. It's my favorite. It's, it's, it's my been favorite. Good. Like, the, there's actually like drama, which is what we haven't had. So I was listening to a recent. Except Omarosa literally like <laughs> well yeah but it wasn't presidential secret no but that wasn't as dramatic. I'll watch Omarosa do dramatic. anything though <laughs> same same that was dramatic for television like us watching it because of what was going on but but we didn't have people fight like people are fighting well as I know I need to watch it I'm as not. someone who's a Big Brother super fan of the original of the regular show too um yeah. I love a season that's a mix of celebrity fighting but also people who actually know how to play the game and 
there's cause I, I was listening to one of y'all's episodes when you were talking about it. And I, first of all, I can't believe that we called Carson Kressley D list because I think that that was, I, I don't think he's D list. I think that I think Tom, you literally you said, literally said it is at least D list at best. Really? Yeah. To quote D. And then you were like, best. not Cynthia Bailey. And I was like, <laughs> Carson Kressley. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right though. You're right though. Carson is a C. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. Um but he's a gay A, a straight C. Oh yeah. You that is exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. But so many of them actually know how to play Big Brother and actually know their references or they've never heard of this show like Lamar Odom and are just <laughs> Lamar so Lamar, so dumb about the game that it's fascinating to watch. But I can't believe it's made me fall in love with Shayna of all people. Shayna Mokler, she is playing the best game. I mean, okay. She's and amazing. Watch, and you can tell she's watched she's, every episode because she'll be like, that's has. the squirrel. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know the small <laughs> deep cut references, Shayna? <laughs> Who are you? Okay. So Kix and I are obsessed with a show that Shayna hosted back in the early 2000s. That Tom, you, you shit on me every time I bring this up. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you describe it then. So Kix is obsessed <laughs> with a show called Bridalplasty. And if you've listened to... <laughs> yes. I talk about this show once a month on our dear podcast called Dumpster Dive, so I'm sorry to the listeners. Um, it's a show, a reality competition show. It's where, a competition. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, just wait. We, there's so many more words that are kind of I come at you okay. and you're going to be shocked. <laughs> no, you just get ready. Get ready. First of all, I do own it. I bought yeah. I spent dollars on it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> fiancés, brides-to-be, come on to the show, which is set in the um, charm school house. <laughs> it's like one of those homes. <laughs> they compete once a week in a bridal-type competition, like make a puzzle that looks like your dream dress. And if they win the competition, they get a plastic surgery of their choice. <laughs> this is real. And it happened one season. Shanna, Shanna. Sh- Shanna Mokler, who was at the time still married to Travis Barker. Is the host because um, she too has had a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> Now, um, what's his face from so Terry, Terry Dubrow from Terry Dubrow. Botched is the plastic surgeon who does all the surgeries on everyone. Makes sense. And the big and an added. So a couple more added things to the show. So firstly, these women the are getting part. very serious surgeries. Like some of them are literally getting Brazilian butt lifts and tummy tucks and new no, boobs, new noses, BBLs, maybe not BBLs. But they have like a <laughs> medical wing of the charm school house where like they have to be in like medical beds like hooked to ivs while they're like and they get mad when people don't visit them and they have to like they'll wheel them out to the competition because they they can't walk if you win (laughs) if you win you get immunity for the next challenge because you physically can't compete (laughs) (laughs) and then at the their their version of going home what happens is there's like a challenge and there's a winner the winner of that challenge once once again gets their Get, is is immune surgery right? of choice and then there are like a bo- there's like a bottom two or three and they're in bottom brides bottom brides get yes. it right and there's there's a reception hall and the bottom brides have to sit at their own tables and one by one the contestants have to go sit at the table of whose wedding they would go to and the woman with either no one or the least amount of attendees goes home <laughs> 
it's incredible television. And I, but theoretically, you could get some plastic surgery wins and yeah, then be sent yeah. home. So you could get like okay, partway to your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here's the thing. If you win, you get your whole list of plastic surgeries done and your dream wedding. You know, but, I'm going to say but, something but, controversial yet, Brave. <laughs> if you're someone who does want this cosmetic plastic surgery and you that's an expensive procedure, yeah, I'm sure when I watch the show, I'll have a slightly different opinion because I will watch this show. You, But I feel like part of me is like, good for them for just i get it go on the show yeah. it's a good I'm plastic surgeon yeah yeah I'm, I'm in tears at the end i was the only kid that i remember <laughs> and my parents very specifically remember me saying this i was so pro plastic surgery from a young age i remember i saw it on tv and i heard someone shaming i'm like and i it, apparently i was like four and i was like if you've got the money and i was like <laughs> i get it yeah i was like i'm sorry i'm gonna fix this the moment <laughs> i have the money are you kidding me that's you've been so progressive since a kid bridalplasty is such a good name because now like that's so dumb i love gay it marriage wasn't legal at the time now i could be any gender on there <gasps> forget it time of my life oh my gosh uh, we, you know what? It's we, so, it's such. A, did either of you watch the all queer, um, um, not Love Island, uh, with the MTV show? Um, uh, you're the one that I want, or whatever it's called. Are you the one? Are you the one? Did either of you yeah. watch the all queer one? No, no. It is fascinating television because I talk about all the time how it's kind of impossible to do gay dating shows because why would you ever date the the person? You could just usually date the other contestants. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing holding you back. It's why Prince Charming just doesn't work as a concept it happened on right. um 12 dates of christmas last season <laughs> uh c- classic the challenge filter show 12 dates of christmas yeah. <laughs> um i know I, it was shocking when i saw in the most current season of the challenge that there was a contestant from 12 dates of christmas that's how we have to because the i would love to talk about the challenge but i'll, I'll put a pin at it Me for too. a second um and it's such a good season of television because it does what I was saying. I wish Slag Wars did a sentence. I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth, which is, <laughs> you know, when you're comparing the two shows as we often do, because they had actual conversations about like queer relationships and romance and still had stupid stuff. Yeah. What a dream. Truly. We, so a, a friend of mine from college, uh, her younger sister was on that season of Are You the One. Now, you I can't who? remember their name, no, but I, after this, I'll, I'll find their name. Um, but yeah, they, they were on that season, and I had never heard of the show before, and then I found out that they were one of the contestants. Because yeah, they were I mean, all bisexual I... or all queer or all... There was a mixture of, of identities. They, they kept saying bi. Like, that's the word they would say, and everyone would cheer. But it was clear that it was a little <laughs> bit more of like... It was a little bit more like pansexual, queer... Got it. In general, they also like, you know, had contestants that weren't, were, you know, more non-binary. And so they also got to have conversations about gender. And that's why I kind of lean into more pansexuality. It's just, Mm -hmm. it just, I think that's the, we didn't have that word yet. Janelle Monae hadn't invented it yet. Right. Tip my hat to Janelle. (laughs) I, the only reason I know about Are You The One is just because of the challenge. Right, because we... Yeah, because we get a lot of the feeders out of right? that. Like Devin. The... Yeah, like Devin and yeah. um... Cam, most importantly. Cam. Cam, yeah. my favorite Cam. challenge contestant of all time. 
her and Roy are pregnant. Oh, well, that makes yeah. me so happy. Wait, Roy, I'm blanking on who these people are Roy all of a sudden. Lee. He always gets to the end and hasn't won and then retired from the challenge because he had been in like 10 seasons. Oh, duh. Roy and Cam, Roy duh. Yeah. I just was blanking on. on I think it's actually Leroy, but. It is Leroy. Leroy. And then Cam is probably going to come back at some point, but because she, mm-hmm. she came in hard and fast and got like on a lot of seasons back to back. Yeah. I think just needed a break and obviously has great life updates too, which is, you know, very fun. Wait, who are your like fave challenge contestants? Um, I usually, oh, hmm. <laughs> for what she did for reality television, I love Anissa. I'm never, I'm never going to say that Anissa is a good challenge contestant, but I just love her as a person. And um, then I just watched the all-star season. So I'm kind of like mixing my people together in Mm all-stars. I actually really liked MJ and John a. um, So I'm glad Mm -hmm. they won, even though it seems a little suspect um, apparently with an interview that Janelle did. For another oh really i didn't hear about that so janelle who i also really liked and even remember yeah. liking on her season of the real world had an interview where there was a bunch of stuff cut out of the finale and also there's this whole thing and she was like crying on the podcast and it was like it was really heart-wrenching and basically it seemed like they really wanted John A and MJ to win. So they kind of helped them along with the answer, even though they couldn't get the combination mm-hmm. open. And they actually ran off and then a truck brought them back. And there was a whole thing. It was just misedited in a lot of ways, too, to oh, imply weird. that they were behind when they actually weren't. They were actually way ahead. John A and MJ, I mean. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I haven't heard that, I haven't read it, but apparently MJ and John A have like cooperated this. So it's something that like, it doesn't feel like Janelle is just like making that up. You know, she was just Mm -hmm. the first one to, the challenge contestants do not mind blowing up that show all the time. The The NDAs do not matter to them. I don't think the challenge cares if they just like spill. Yeah, I don't think they do because I don't think they take it that seriously. Like, I don't think MTV takes it that seriously. I mean, I think they take their longest running show. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it's, it'll never stop running. I mean, how can it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually genius. It's what's genius. Ge- what's genius yeah. about it is they'll never end. They'll never run out of reality stars. Like mm-hmm. we have an endless vat of reality television personalities, and so many of which have already been on the challenge and want to keep coming back. And then they're gonna find a new pool of people to start bringing well, filtering in. And they're bringing people from like Survivor Turkey. Like they're bringing yeah. people that we don't even see on any other reality shows in America. Right. Oh, and my other favorite, Kyle current ones kyle you like kyle? kyle i love everything about kyle from the teeth journey to the hair journey to the say we've talked we talked about the hairline Talk a couple weeks ago plasty. i i i yeah kyle is a rare challenge contestant that has an actual witty sense of humor and i will he is funny. i will You're listen right. and not yeah not like tory's funny accidentally <laughs> like kyle knows yeah. he's making like a joke Tori. when he's making a joke well, obviously, I've, I feel like Devin w- thinks he's as funny as Kyle, and Devin is, like, literally a, a physically unfunny human. I'm going to tell you this right now. Devin's the kind of person that is so punchable 
I never advocate for violence. <laughs> but I just feel like if all the fights that happen in this house, I'm like, we haven't punched Devin. <laughs> like, we punch, right. we punch people that don't deserve it. All the time. All the time. It happens well, every you know episode. who I can't fucking stand, and I can't believe they're still circulating through the challenges. What's his name? The the Bananas. Big Brother winner. Oh. Oh, Josh. Josh. Josh is the worst Big Brother winner of all time. Like he is hard so deserving of that win. Hard agree. He won by default. He is the. If you are like. Yeah, no. He, if you've never seen the se- that season of Big Brother, don't. It's not a good season because don't it ends it. in just a flop winner. And somehow he got a full <laughs> new career after winning a million dollars to go win more millions of dollars. And it's like, y- you're not even good television. He's won twice, three times the challenge. No, I don't think he's won the challenge. Has he? No, he he can't he can't win an elimination. Oh, as soon as he's thrown yeah. into an elimination, he loses. And he's, he's just big. He's, he's just not like good. So wildly immature and he's immature mm-hmm. by the challenge standards and i yeah. just can't take the whining and the tears i was thinking about the other josh who has won a bunch who also cheated on his now wife jenna uh, oh this, we're throwing a oh, lot of names um, here that, yes. oh that jenna is ryan no, I don't know. I don't know. We're, no, we've... Jenna is married to Josh. No, his, Zach, his name is Zach. Josh. His name Zach. is Zach. His name yes. is Zach. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Zach, but he gives Josh energy. Like my, oh. like his name. And I, I love Zach. I love Jenna. I love Jenna so much. I do too. She's so bad. She was so funny. That season of the Challenge Bloodlines was just where Jenna they fight about and the like bakery. Her, and the bakery fight. Thank you. The bakery fight. <laughs> yes. I used to know word for word, and I would do with my friends. And I was like, "You have a full life. You work at a bakery. <laughs> you work at a bakery." She first season gets to the end and fucking quits because she doesn't want to eat gross food. I'm like, honestly, relatable. Like- <laughs> I love her so much. You know, you know who I think would be friends. I think Jenna would fit into the Real Houses of New Jersey. And I'm not just using that as a transition to come back for a moment, but like Jenna and Jackie feel like they would be out and about together in this Oh, world. sure. You yeah, I see that. Because I think Jenna is a Jersey girl. How, and I only asked this because I couldn't pinpoint it for anyone. What's the general average age of a housewife person? Is it more 40s or is it more 30s? So it changes. So, so some... Can, some franchises air older and younger than others. Yeah. Jersey, all of these women are pretty much mid forties and up. Okay. They are mid forties and up. Like Jackie and Jen are the youngest, and they are I think around like forty five to. Gotcha. Because when I realized that G, some of those daughters were like twenty, I was like, oh, you're older than you're presenting. Teresa's fifty, but it's interesting something. because yeah. so it's. Then there's like Potomac, where there's a woman who, when season one started, there was she was 29. Okay. And there was someone who was like in her late 50s. On the same friend group, which doesn't make sense. Some of them have, some of them have vast age differences, but Mm -hmm. Jersey is like definitely the closest in age. Probably also like Salt Lake and Beverly Hills. I feel like Potomac has a big. I hate to use the word gap, but no, big no, age I agree. Gap and I then, agree. I think I think you're right though. Yeah. I think Jersey is one of the more like like tight in terms of age ranges. Because, like I bet it's only a I ten mean, year gap between the oldest and youngest. Right, because Jersey also started because of like family cousins, literally cousins on the show together. Love so yeah. like they're all generally in the same age. They're friends over that age. So I feel like it's it's just that. interesting because I guess I associate so much reality television with young dum dums. 
And it kind of <laughs> struck me while I was watching this as I was like, oh, I'm generally watching people in like a different season of their life than the yes. traditional. It just made me think about when we were talking about the challenge because you kind of, I mean, unless you're CT, you kind of age out of the challenge right. at some point. Mm -hmm. And All Stars has proven that because they have to mm -hmm. really dumb down those challenges so that people oh, can just God. physically do them. Yeah. Um, the first episodes well, of Challenge All-Stars so was so When they yeah, just know, drown so them, drown, they're just like, drown, you will drown, drown it when you yeah, do this, yeah. Jasmine, just to let you know. But, <laughs> but something that I think, something that I celebrate about Real Housewives and I encourage other people to take a second look at is that we're giving like a platform to an uh, age demographic of women that is not given essentially ever unless we're pointing and laughing at what they can't do on amazing race the like or the challenge right like like very rarely are this age bracket of women on tv period like even in a mm -hmm. scripted drama like we're not having single 50 there's not any single women on new jersey but on other franchises there's like single 60 year olds like dating. Oh. it's like that's not a storyline in any movie i've seen re recently like mm -mm. like it's like there's it facilitates like just really fun interesting stories that you don't get in a lot of other places on TV. So I, that's what I do think a positive about Real Housewives is. And also something that's fun to watch on Housewives is how a woman like Dolores, for instance, or she's not a good example because she has navigated fame fine, but uh, Margaret, for instance. Margaret got on the show f four year, five years ago when she was probably like 50, 50 years old, say. Like, that's a woman who lived 50 years of life as a mom and a business owner and has had her own things probably had 800 followers on Instagram. And then now is given this jump to like being famous, famous. Mm. like, well in, in certain circles. Right. And so there's something cool to watch how someone navigates fame. And that's like kind of an unspoken storyline on a lot of these shows and why people get botched nose jobs like Jen or, or different things about their life are exposed. They never thought they would like Jennifer's Jennifer was cheated on by her husband 10 years ago. The show wasn't even like a thought in her mind then. Right. Never thought it'd be brought up on the show. Like it's just, it, that's what I like about it is it, it brings a fun kind of like fourth wall aspect to it where it's like seeing how women of a certain age navigate fame. Cause we see how influencers navigate fame on the challenge. Right. But it's not that interesting mm -hmm. all the time. Cause they're 20. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is that if you're of a certain age, you just have to be rich and then you can still be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would truly love as a Southerner and I, y'all are from Texas. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a Southerner, I would love a version. I was thinking about this while I was watching of just like real housewives, but it's just like the suburban cul-de-sac with the same level of gossip and stuff, but just none oh, of the I'd money. <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm what down. is that like? Like, and the weekly thing is always getting meeting up at church. We used to our street we lived on was like a street in a cul-de-sac. There's like thirty-ish houses, and we used to our parents used to do this like thing called progressive dinner, where you'd do appetizers at one yes! house, and then you'd go to dinner at someone's, and then you do desserts at another with drinks at the maybe if there's a fourth so it's like literally prime time like and like season finale of a, a oh my god series. seriously yeah, the whole season could lead up to what's going to happen at the progressive dinner that's <laughs> brilliant that's the yeah. show we need to write it oh yeah. well jw this kind of comes to the end of the podcast i mean we've, we've chatted about nearly everything known to man um <laughs> 
any final thoughts on the housewives would you watch anything again oh yeah the, the truly the worst part of this entire podcast experience is how much i was like well i might watch that next episode because <laughs> you gotta see how that <laughs> and then i and up. then i was like i guess i could watch it like just at least, only the previous season to get some more context <laughs> for this and then i just know that like I'll cut two, three months from now when I've watched every episode of every franchise that I've like, yeah. know these people because I had friends who people were so excited when I posted online that I was going to watch my first episode and my DMS were flooded in a way that's never happened. No thirst trap I could ever post would give me as many DMs as me saying I was going to watch a single <laughs> mid-season episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey for the first time. Truly. And people were it's it's a fascinating show that I think also people come out of the woodwork that are fans of it. Like y'all are clearly Jersey. very public about it, but like yeah. I think yeah. there's a Jersey lot of private. Is one of those. Yeah. Jersey Jersey is one of those two because I don't know I don't know why I don't have the stats. Was it the first? It, but it's no. not the first. First was it, it goes did... Orange County, Atlanta. Sorry, Orange County, New York, Atlanta, Jersey. Oh wow. But for some reason, it feels like the one that people kind of flock to randomly. It was a cultural moment. In, in 2010, yeah. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon. It was like one of the biggest shows on cable television. Like, Teresa flipping the table and then to the all of the that's drama with the from. families. Like, yeah. it's like, that is, this is, this was such a moment in that, in early aughts TV. I mean... It, it had competitive viewership to like things on network television. That's so. that's incredible. Wait, which I have two questions real quick. Which one is Lisa Rinna on? Beverly Hills. Great. And which one was for one season Kim Fields on? Atlanta. Perfect. <laughs> I just love the facts of life and I kind of just want to watch an episode with Kim Fields. I don't think I don't think Atlanta's you would like amazing. I don't think you would like her season of Atlanta though cuz they're so mean to her. Oh. <laughs> Not Kim is like Kim is like in Miami and she's like <laughs> she's like I want to go home and it's like 2D just go home. <laughs> yeah, come on living singles regime. You can do whatever yeah, right? you want. You're on the upshalls now. Your career's great. The women are are they're not they're not necessarily mean to her they just don't get her they're like we're filming a show like what are you doing like she's like brought like peanut butter sandwiches and is like sitting in the back while they're like getting bottle service like at a club and it's like it just doesn't mix i kind of adore that though i love i love a <laughs> no. missed cast like that yeah um well gw thank you so much again for being here we had a blast and you got to come back again maybe when a, a new franchise is on and we can get you to watch something new but um please keep torture me i love it yeah <laughs> I, I i don't think it'll be torture by then but uh let everyone know where they can listen to you follow you where they can see all of you 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 are the king of a thirst trap hey that is absolutely not true don't don't do that to me um you are. yeah um i i just post one good bicep pick every day <laughs> that's the only thing that you need to see uncovered from me um but you can follow me on instagram at jw underscore crump and twitter's jw crump because i snagged that one quickly enough to not need that underscore and then again uh we talked about a lot up front but my podcast is pod lead um, that's top model podcast spelled backwards, but not really. <laughs> um, we just started cycle 15, which is the infamous first high fashion cycle of the show. With, so that's interesting. With dearly and... beloved Andre Leon Talley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 He, he's actually in the previous cycle as well. It's obviously unfortunate. Mm. We've recorded, you know, all the episodes since his, 
his his passing um big loss for uh, the whole fashion mm-hmm. world i think with yeah. him what a legacy i hope to read his book eventually but yeah great i read chiffon trenches it was fab it was a great was book. it good oh good loved it great yeah highly encourage anyone to listen to it listen to it too i read it but i he does the audio bur- audio <gasps> book the audio book and um i hear that the audio book is fabulous oh oh i bet that's gr- i wouldn't have expected him necessarily to narrate it so that's good news yeah um great well say bye to all the listeners jw bye bye and we are back jw what a little sweetie i love him so much so fun yes he's fabulous we and talked everything under the freaking sun we did oh my god and if you've gotten to this part of the episode i want to just tip Thank my hat because i think this one's gonna be a long one we chatted longer than usual but we had so much to talk mm-hmm. about and it's so fun to have people that have encyclopedic knowledges of 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 pop culture you know and to show them a new thing to have an encyclopedic knowledge of um but here at the end of the episode we like to do a little ask me anything so on instagram on sundays please submit a uh, an answer to our ask me anything and we will answer it here on the podcast and this week we have two different little submissions are you ready for them okay i'm ready um okay the first one comes from h well t 24 that's their handle great the question that's is their name i don't i don't have their I'm name kidding. Oh. i'm kidding oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and their question reads who really quote-unquote changed housewives Tamara or Nini? Now, I, this is not a discourse that I'm familiar with, but a great question, I think, actually. That is an awesome question. So I think that, I actually think that they both did in their own kind of departments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Nini created, N- Nini, what Nini created was the the memification of the show, like the quotes. Like Tamara, Tamara has like maybe one quote where it's like, that's my opinion. Like that, and that's later. But like, like Nini has quotes upon quotes every episode. Like when, if you go back and She's watch like, season one of Atlanta and you watch it first, you're like, oh my God, there's another moment, you know? Yeah. I would say Nini is like really made housewives star quality. Like she was the one that was like, here is my life. I am fucking hilarious. I'm fun to watch. I don't take, like, I'm not serious all the time where I feel like OC yeah, but you haven't You're, watched those early seasons, have you? No, not really. Not I'm not as well-versed, but I would say well, what I'm getting at is that Nini, to me at least, makes more sense that she was the one that was like Housewives as a capital B brand. Like, we're going to make this thing a thing. No, you don't I, think so? I think she's a ca- Housewives capital and Nini brand. Like, she's like Nini. Like, and that's what we love about Nini. Like, she's always mm-hmm. like thinking about like, herself in a way you know she's a narcissist mm-hmm. she is i mean we love her but that's what she is and what and i'm saying tamra's not a narcissist but what i think tamra did do before the other girls were doing it was think about storyline because mm. she showed up to oc when the when rhoc was not really bringing heat and storyline like they were they were it was more slice of life and then tamra shows up and she's like ready to fuel a story about blank or this like she gets as the kids say understands the assignment of when mm-hmm. the lights go on so i think they both that's i think that's what it is right so like they when the lights are camera action nini is thinking of of she's on 
she's quips, she's reading people, she's memes, she's that's what's going, right? And then maybe with Tamara, what's going is like story. Let's How is that going to play out? How is that going to play out if I come at you like this? Yeah. Like a more diabolical way. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, so, so great both. question. Yeah. Great, yeah. great question. And then another question we had, which this just, uh, I, I always like a real one and then a hilarious one from a great. friend. This one comes from Kendrick from reality. Uh, oh my God. I always mess up the title. Yeah, because it changed. <laughs> it changed. Reality and Reality comics and too. Reality and comics too. Which we love. And Kendrick, I'll say it again. So happy you're back uh, in our in our you. pod spaces. We love you. And Kendrick says, do we want Real Housewives of Las Vegas starring Jocelyn Hernandez? <laughs> so Honestly? Just, do you want a quick update on Miss Wet Wet? No, I don't. <laughs> Let me answer this and then you can give us an update. Okay. I do think Las Vegas... There's something that could track there for like a two season wonder for uh, housewives. Like, because it's. I'm down. It's because it's like literally exists on a different planet and is so heinous. (laughs) Like, I think that it would be excellent television. Yeah. But that doesn't mean Jocelyn should be there. I don't care. I mean, I wish her well. I just don't really care about her like Tom does. (laughs) You misunderstand me caring about her i mean she's just like she's delusional like she as a housewife is <laughs> there was this tweet that went viral last week because they're on this past episode of jocelyn's cabaret on zeus network um this woman like stole miss or miss what what's wig i should say and wore it and she put it on and she was walking around the strip club pretending she was Nicki minaj and like wrapping like starships or something. Like she literally was, I think it was starships that she was wrapping or super base. And the clip gets to Nikki Minaj on Twitter. <laughs> Nikki's like, yo, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Which is hilarious because Jocelyn Hernandez went on this mm-hmm. whole tour where she was like, Nikki wants to be on my song on, on, uh, do it like it's my B day. That song. You know that I yeah, sing? Yeah, I'm, her, yeah. Her one song? I'm familiar. She has a new song. Uh, woken up in Vegas, baby. Baby. And you want it. But she claimed that Nicki Minaj wanted to be in her song, Do It Like It's My B-Day. But I don't think Nicki Minaj knows who or what a Jocelyn Hernandez is, sadly. I like that. This last episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret, for a quick recap, uh, Essentially what happened was it was nest cam footage of the strip club. They didn't leave the strip club. It was like an hour of t- footage of them fighting at the strip club. There was like barely any editing. Great. It was shocking. I'm happy. I think maybe they had fired an editor and we're just like, okay. It was, it was wild. Um, but yeah. Awesome. So I would well, like. Now we really did cover everything. Under we the really did. We covered BB, celeb BB, old BB. We covered the challenge. Road rules. Road challenge. rules. Uh, uh, Bridal plastic, Rock of Love bus. The list goes on. Uh, well, uh, thank you all for being here and listening and getting this far into this episode. And you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. And you can follow. Kicks. And you can follow me. Oh, wait, there you go. <laughs> go at Kicks Hamlet. That's spelled C I X. Podcast. I'm sure I've pod and rate, review, subscribe to all of your favorite content creators. This is the freest way to support everyone. And we love you all. And have a good night or day or whenever you're listening to this. Bye. 